a radio show that confesses Christ without confusing the law and the gospel. A radio show that takes Scripture seriously without taking ourselves so seriously. You're listening to Table Talk Radio. When we look at ourselves and the situation of the world, uh, God is certainly there, but He's hidden there. He's not seen there. He's not. He, he hasn't put Himself there to be found. Where He puts Himself to be found is on the cross. That's where we know that He loves us. So we can just as well undo God's love for us as we can go back in time and pry the nails out of Jesus' hands. We can just proclaim God's Word, trust it will do what it says it will do, and no longer be be judging the effectiveness of the, of the preached word by human standards of measurement, by by the number of people that are there, but but rather to just do what God told us to do, to preach the word and administer the sacraments. Ch- Charles Finney could have possibly had the ugliest face of any theologian, <laughs> <laughs> except for Brian Wolfman. <laughs> All right, welcome to another edition of Table Talk Radio. Uh, here with Pastor Wolf Mueller and our special guest in studio today is Pastor Eric Brown of Zion Lutheran Church in Lahoma, Oklahoma. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Uh, glad to be here. Glad to be here. Hey, I that, love the enthusiasm shift in your voice. Here with Pastor <laughs> Brian Wolf Mueller. Oh, and Eric, hey, buddy! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, I know where I stand. <laughs> good. Oh good. boy. Hey, on that on that intro is effectiveness a word? Uh, did I use it or did you use it? <laughs> <laughs> Objectively speaking, uh, that was going to be my buzzword. Oh, no. Yes, it is. I think effectiveness good. is a word. Yeah. Good. Sure. Good. I used it. <laughs> oh well, then I take that back. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, you're listening to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show. And uh, today, uh, we are going to start off doing our buzzwords as usual. But then we're doing Name That Theologian. What's special about this edition of Name That Theologian is we have a uh, a, a, um, a guest host for that game show. Uh, that would be Eric Brown. He's going to give us some theologians. And uh, Pastor Wolfman and I are going to go against each other. And they're even devising this little thing where you can steal points. Is that right? Kind of like if you if you get it wrong, the other person can steal. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's right. We we had to import some brains for this show. <laughs> so we got the brains there in studio with you, Evan, and uh he's going to give us a challenge and then so you get you and me get to go head to head. I think this might be one of the first this is the first time we've done this. Yes. I oh, I'm against boy. this game because uh I recognize the 7th commandment. <laughs> You shall not steal. I thought you you didn't want to uh, impugn my name by putting the wallop on me. <laughs> Eighth commandment. All right, so that's uh, segments one and two. Name that theologian, and then we're going to play the casual apologetics conversation game. Uh, Kekka, Kekka, affectionately known as Kekka. <laughs> of course. All right, so that's the lineup for today's uh, Table Talk Radio. But let's start off doing our buzzwords. Uh, we, this is a three-way buzzword. Uh, all three of us have our own buzzwords, uh, but any of us can get the other twos in at any time. So, uh, Pastor Wolfmuller, what is your buzzword? My buzzword for you guys is testament. Testament. Uh, Jesus gives us the New Testament in his blood at, on, on uh, Monday, Thursday. He says, a New Testament I give to you. 
when he gives us his body and his blood for the forgiveness of all of our sins. Now the difference, and this is important that this is a testament, because the difference between a covenant and a testament is this. A covenant lasts until the, one of the covenanters dies, but a testament begins when the testator dies. Ah. Uh, so a covenant goes until death, but a testament begins at death. So last will and testament begins when the person with the testament dies. And so Jesus in his uh, New Testament is giving us the benefit of his death in his body and blood in the Lord's Supper. So that's the buzzword, testament. Very good. And, and uh, Pastor Brown? Uh, my word for today is meritorious. Ooh. As in that which earns or brings with it merit. Very good. And the buzzword I have for you guys is omniscience. Uh, this would be the uh, attribute of God, that God is all-knowing, that he knows all things, omniscience. So, If he, he'd get all these quotes right, right away. <laughs> we won't let that happen. All <laughs> right. <laughs> Let's then start our game of name. If you, get, if you get two buzzwords in the same sentence, then that's extra points. Uh, extra than just the fact that you got two buzzwords. So, I mean, you get a thousand, potentially a thousand anyway. Yeah, I think instead of being 500 plus 500, it should be 500 times 500. <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, I think you should get a bonus, though. If you can get them all in the same sen- sentence, uh, both of them in the same sentence, you should get at least an extra 500. So Yeah, that, that's fair. Okay, all right. Huh. So that <laughs> so I'll be doing that in just a bit. But let's play uh, Name That Theologian. Now, who's... Who's on the uh, the line first? We will let uh, Evan answer first. Oh no! Okay, a- and uh, I'll go. Now, after are the... there is there criteria for these theologians? Are they uh, ancient, modern, uh, middle, or do we know anything about them at all? Jesus Christ is ageless, so so <laughs> I, I I don't think I can give you that that information. <laughs> no, they're they're older guys. Okay, so uh, they're older. Okay, yeah, got it. like uh, as old as you or. Uh, they, they wrote in in Greek. I'll, I'll give you that. Hint. Okay. Okay. Good. Uh, All right. <laughs> Evan stuck. <laughs> Quote him in Greek. He'll never get it. I thought about that, but I won't. So, are, are we ready for the first quote? For I'm the ready. First now, do you have uh, three quotes for each theologian? Three quotes for each th- theologian. Okay. Let's hear it. All right. So the first quote: Do not let those who appear to be trustworthy, yet who teach strange doctrines, baffle you. Stand firm, like an anvil being struck with a hammer. It is the mark of a great athlete to be bruised, yet still conquer. Whoa, okay. Um, One of my favorite quotes. All right, so obviously talking about uh, standing firm uh, against, um, I guess, false teaching, uh, can I presume such? Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so I, I don't have anything to go off of. I might need to hear another. Do you have any, th- any comment on that, Pastor Wolfmiller? Nope. No, the use is your turn. I, I I'm not going to give you. Any I didn't hints. think so. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm going to wait to. I'll wait to make my comments after you've guessed wrong. <laughs> this is a radio show. Come on, you got to give your commentary. <laughs> I'm leaving you out to. I'm hanging you out to dry. Thank you. Oh, thank you very much. Okay. Well, here one of the things that's great about this quote is that it speaks to the difficulty of the Christian life. The fact that we are are batted about in this life we are like an anvil that gets hit by a hammer and yet we remain we endure in in christ which is the the great image and idea and okay. a great comfort all right i guess i'm going to need a, another quote here all right so no wait wait wait, no, no no i think this one goes to to pastor wolf Mueller now 
Oh, we'll get to jump in. How we typically. Oh. How oh, we typically do this is, is all three quotes go oh, to the same theologian. Is that how you oh, set it yeah, up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll just well, do all three, and then we'll make, we'll make a guess. Uh, oh, I think he should be able to jump in any time now if he knows who it is. Oh. If you're slow, <laughs> why, why should he okay, have to wait well, for All right. I, I will admit that I need another quote. I need one, too. Okay. So keep them coming here. Keep them fl- <laughs> all right. Okay. Let's keep the quotations flowing. All right. Second one. Now note well those who hold heretical opinions about the grace of Jesus Christ, which came to us. Note how contrary they are to the mind of God. They have no concern for love, none for the widow, none for the orphan, none for the oppressed, none for the prisoner or the one released, none for the hungry or for the thirsty. They abstain from the Eucharist and prayer because they refuse to acknowledge that the Eucharist is the flesh of our Savior Jesus Christ, which suffered for our sins and which the Father by his goodness raised up. Okay, so here we're talking openly against uh, heretics, especially ones... Uh, heretics against Jesus, and uh, even, do you even go even further? Ones that uh, about, about the the Eucharist, um, and so in the, in the early church we had uh, a, a time where they accused the Christians who were celebrating the Lord's Supper um, as actually being cannibalistic that, that they actually uh, ate uh, Christ's body and blood, so therefore they're cannibals. Um, it's not really edging me any closer towards a, a theologian, though. Um, so that's all the commentary I have on that one. Okay. A- anything from uh, the the other side? Anything well, yeah, from, you from know, the peanut the, gallery over great, there? <laughs> here's the great thing about this: he says heretics deny not only the faith but also love. So, ah, uh, yeah. so that um, so that heresy the, the heretics don't care about orphans and widows, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera, so that false doctrine is not just striking at the faith, but it also strikes at the love of God in Christ that uh, is that we have in the church too. So, yeah, and this is a, uh, I was, on that early one, I was, uh, the first quote, I was going early, uh, er, one of the early Greek fathers, but this is pushing me back a little bit later, um, even though there's a kind of this, this uh, thoroughgoing sacramental theology that Jesus has given us as flesh and blood in his, um, in the Testament, which is not a meritorious sacrifice, uh, but, uh, uh, but it is the gift that he has for us in the Lord's Supper, so. Oh. All right. Do you have a comment? Well, yeah, this ties in really well, too, with one of the uh, post-communion prayers, that that we receive the Lord's Supper and then that we may be strengthened in love towards thee and fervent love towards our neighbor. That mm-hmm. that, that connection is one of the things that is classically taught in the Christian faith and one that we're not always aware of or, or promoting like we ought. That's good. Okay. Well, yeah, well, speaking of not being aware, you guys weren't aware that I used my buzzword. Ah. <laughs> meritorious in the same sentence. <laughs> Can, can I jump in? How come when we're talking about the Lord's <laughs> Supper, no one uses Testament? Does that, does that count the, the New Testament I, where we're talking? I don't or, usually start thinking about that's buzzwords. That's what I just said. I did it. I, we don't, I don't think about buzzwords to the last segment, so this is a little <laughs> early for me. Uh, so what did you say? <laughs> I said that uh, uh, that it's a, a, an advanced supper of the it's advanced theology of the Lord's Supper that in the Testament, which is not a meritorious sacrifice, the Lord gives us his flesh for our life. Like okay, so fifteen hundred points just for you. I'm writing down a thousand, one thousand points. Oh, one hundred. Okay. 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 Fair enough. Okay. So one thousand points for Pastor <laughs> Wolfmuller. We're in the middle of the game. Name that theologian. We'll get this last quote from this mysterious theologian right after this break. Don't go away for more Table Talk Radio right after this break. Ha, ha, ha. 
no heretics were harmed in the making of this show. Well, <laughs> physically harmed. Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. End over in neither left nor to right. Straight through the heart of them rises uprights. Drop kick me Jesus through the goalposts of life. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. Hey, that's kind of like that song we crunched, uh, Jesus is Better Than the Super Bowl. <laughs> football, football. I just like the oh, idea yeah. of you being kicked end over end through the uprights. It would get you points. That's what I'm about to do. That's what I'm about to do. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that would, that man. would be my only hope for points at this point. That's that's what I'm hoping to do in this game. Okay, end well, over end through the upright. <laughs> okay, we are uh, welcome back to Table Talk Radio, everyone's favorite Lutheran theological game show, and we are playing Name That Theologian. <laughs> we are two quotations into the game. We have one left, and uh, I have the first shot at this, and then uh, Wolfner can go for the steal. So I'm not sure uh, if I can get this or not, but. Uh, you Trust can defer if you want to. I mean, it, I can defer. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, look at that! <laughs> All right, I need one more quote. Then. All right, the final quote is: "I take no pleasure in corruptible food or the pleasures of this life. I want the bread of God, which is the flesh of Christ, who is the seed of David. And for drink, I want His blood, which is incorruptible love." Ooh. Huh. Um, and I do have a ooh. hint that I can give you guys if you're still off in a flutter. Ooh. Ooh. Well, I'm off on Evan's a flutter. Evan's going to need a hint. I'm, yeah, give me, give me that <laughs> hint. I'll, I'll take it, everything I can get here. Uh, this last quote is said as this person is knowingly on his way to martyrdom. And he's saying, I don't want this stuff in life. I, this is what I want. I want the supper. Mm. Ah, Was that, that a good hint? confirms my first guess. Yeah, yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't defer if I were you, Evan. Uh, um, <laughs> my my knowledge of uh, early church fathers is less than adequate, <laughs> as evidenced by the show. Um, okay, so I'm so I'm, I'm here, yes. Here you go. Here, I'll just I'll th- looking throw out some names and give you kind of a multiple choice thing. You uh, you have Thanks. some of the apostolic fathers. Which would be like Clement of Rome, Ignatius of, Antico- uh, of Antioch, Polycarp of Smyrna. You have some of the Greek fathers like Irenaeus or Clement or Origen, Athanasius, Cyril, John, or the Cappadocian fathers. Uh, so those. So I'm, I'm going to just be guessing that uh, that might be uh, – I might have named the answer there in, uh, in those <laughs> fathers. I can neither confirm nor deny that. <laughs> He's that, uh, not even going to give you that. Um. Okay. I'm just looking at my set of uh, 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 anti-Nicene fathers here. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so I'm thinking of one that talked a lot about the Lord's Supper and was martyred. Um, again, uh, a, a, a knowledge of the fathers would be useful here. Um, I'm going <laughs> to... This is the laughing episode. <laughs> that was a really subtle statement. I, lo- I really love it. <laughs> Knowledge of the fathers would be useful. Here. <laughs> if I knew the answer, I could get this right. <laughs> all right, all right. Um, oh, I love it. I wrote down a few that you named. 
Um, so I'm going to go with Ignatius. That is correct. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that who you were you were thinking of, Pastor Wolfmuller? Well, you don't need to know the answer to that, do you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, we do kind of. No, I was thinking Polycarp. Oh! I was thinking, it, I, so I would have got it wrong. No, I was thinking his. You know, he writes these epistles mm-hmm. as he's going to be martyred, and the first no, no, that's Ignatius. Who oh, does it that? is Ignatius. Pa- now, Polycarp he does write to Polycarp. In fact, the first two quotes were oh. from the letter to Polycarp. That's what it was, because it, it has this kind of pastoral sense. Don't be worried about the, these false teachers. Uh, continue steadfast in the doctrine. So that mm-hmm. was Ignatius to Polycarp. Yes. Is yes. That? Ah, okay. See, you really well, should know these far. things, Pastor. I was not far. <laughs> no, what, now, what? these are all worth a, a million points each, right? Is that what we decided? <laughs> Well, if you had gotten it after the first one, yes, but now I'd say only like 500. Okay, I'll take 500. <laughs> You'll take 500. <laughs> Casually. What, what's wonderful about Ignatius is he is the old venerable guy. In fact, the uh, the pious legend about him was that when Jesus says, suffer the little children to come unto me and puts the kid on his lap, that it was Ignatius. But the, the idea is he's an older fellow, one of the last living guys who was really around for all the time of the, the New Testament church. And he gets caught, and they're taking him to Rome to to execute him. And on the way there, he gets to write these letters to churches that he's going to be coming up to and back to churches where he's already been, and they're wonderful pastoral letters. And the other thing that is fantastic is just how sacramental they are, how how you have this rich sense of the Eucharist, the, the unity of the church in Christ. Just fantastic stuff. All right. Best theologian of the early church, in my opinion. 500 points. All right. I think Evan doesn't care about all that. <laughs> yeah. Who he cares? just wants the points. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, disciple of John. Oh, yeah. Sat on Jesus' laps. How many points is that worth? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Evan, Evan if all Evan right, was big that, shot. that last one, he, said, he would say, I-, I have no pleasure in, in corruptible food. What I desire is table talk radio. <laughs> <laughs> All right, big shot. Let's see if you can get yours. You were you were wrong on that one. Uh, are, are, are we ready for number two? We're ready. Oh yeah, we're ready. All right, are you ready? Okay, here's the quote. Mm-hmm. Now one might write at great length concerning these things if one desired to go into details respecting them, for the impiety and perverseness of heresies will appear to be manifold and various, and the craft of the deceivers to be very terrible. But since Holy Scripture is of all things most sufficient for us, therefore recommending to those who desire more of these matters to read the divine word, I now hasten to set before you that which claims attention, and for the sake of which principally I have written these things. Whoa. Um, all right, this is a, a an introduction to a book against heresies, <laughs> uh, which is quite nice, and it points to the Scriptures. Uh, of course, all the church fathers wrote a book called Against the Heretics <laughs> or Against the Heresies. Uh, in fact, that's what you, you, this is an amazing sort of thing. Is this is what uh, this is what is driving the the writing of the scriptures? I mean, the the prophets are speaking against the false prophets. Uh, the apostles are speaking against the false apostles, and the early church fathers are are speaking against the false fathers, the false teachers there. So that false doctrine is really what is uh, driving the publication of of most of these things in the early church. Uh, really quite nice. Um, so so, but that's not. We we should get a little bit more of this uh, uh, theologian before we hazard a guess. I agree. All right. The the next one then. <clears throat> 
The word perceived that corruption could not be got rid of otherwise than through death. Yet he himself, as the word, being immortal in the Father's Son, was such as could not die. For this reason, therefore, he assumed a body capable of death, in order that it, through belonging to the word who is above all, might become in dying a sufficient exchange for all, and itself remaining incorruptible through his indwelling, might thereafter put an end to corruption for all others as well, by the grace of the resurrection. It was by surrendering excuse me, it was by surrendering to death the body which he had taken, as an offering and sacrifice free from every stain, that he forthwith abolished death for his human brethren by the offering of the equivalent. Hey, I, I, that's I picked nice. long quotes. That's that's good. So, no, no, that's really nice. So this this idea that so Jesus now is assuming um our sinful flesh that he might redeem it. Uh, which is really also quite nice. And this discussion of the word, this is important. Uh, it, it, <clears throat> excuse me. It was especially uh, the kind of Gnostic theology uh, uh, that surrounded the church in ancient times that really loved to talk about the word, the word, and uh, this kind of uh, the word is this um, first principle sort of thing. But here, uh, this uh, church father is pushing the word right into our flesh. Um, right into the Incarnation, etc., uh, against this sort of Gnostic theology. So that's really quite nice. Okay, if that's what you think. Do you have a guess? <laughs> <laughs> what? Do you want me to guess? Yeah, yeah. I you want, have one more? Well, I have one more, but I want if you can get it early for extra points. I mean, are you going to be satisfied with the 500 that Evan got? You could get 5,000 <laughs> if you knew it now. 5,000? I'm guessing. I am oh, really leaning in both of these quotes. I am leaning towards uh, Irenaeus, uh, who wrote Against Heresies, where he is combating the Gnostic, uh, the Gnosticism that was in his age. So this is, would be my guess, Irenaeus of Lyons. And, and in your guess, you would be wrong. Although it's a good guess. Oh, well, then I better go for the third quote. All right, okay. <laughs> now, actually, the... <laughs> Close, but wrong. <laughs> I, I actually have two little snippet quotes that I'm going to combine. Because they're they're like little one-liners that he's famous for. All right, so the first little one-liner is, Jesus, whom I know as my Redeemer, cannot be less than God. Then also, he became as we are, that we might become as he is. Ooh, okay, so Pastor, we have about uh, 40 seconds. Why don't you respond to those quotes, and then we'll get your guess on the other side of this break. Yeah, yeah, I'll need it. Uh, th- this is really fantastic that, is, is that, that that to make us the sons of God, Jesus becomes the son of man. So he he assumes our nature that he might redeem it and have us as his own uh, dear son, and uh, as his own dear friends and the sons of God. And this is also true, this first one, which says that Jesus is nothing less than God. That's precisely right. Any, uh, any theology that has Jesus not being God... Uh, but being the first creation or whatever is a complete denial of the testimony of the scriptures. Mm, okay. Well, that are that that's a uh, guess, or the, we'll be getting Pastor's guess on the other side of this break after hearing those three quotes from this mysterious theologian. Can Pastor uh, match my 500 points from the first <laughs> theologian? Okay, right after this break, you're listening to Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
Table Talk Radio. Well, we think we're funny. <laughs> Same as it ever was. Welcome back to everyone's favorite theological game show, Table Talk Radio. Uh, Pastor, do you know that bump in? Uh, yeah, okay, yeah, I like it. Doesn't the song really get going here in a minute? I was hoping you'd keep it going. <laughs> Why? Uh, we had a we had a little bit of a bet going whether you'd know it or not. Evan doesn't know stuff about oh, music at all. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. I, I couldn't tell you who sang it. It's the talking. Heads I don't know. Apparently, in a lifetime. <laughs> Oh. All right, so do you know do you know who our, our mystery theologian is? Oh yeah, yeah. Pastor is yes, here we... flandering like a fish uh with these three theologians <laughs> or these three quotes of <laughs> a theologian. And now Pastor, do you have any any inclination of who it could be? So we have the three quotes uh that we had, in fact four quotations. We had against the heresy, we had the doctrine of the logos, we had the uh, Jesus is God and no less, and then uh the la- very last one was this beautiful quote about what I can't remember about how Jesus has. I, I can say it again. It's short. <laughs> he became as we are yeah, that we might. He became as we are that we might become as he is. Now this, see, Irenaeus says the, You know, he, Irenaeus is the guy that said uh, that which uh, was not assumed was not redeemed. Uh, mm-hmm. Right? He uh, yeah. he speaks this way. So that was my first wrong guess. Definitely uh, standing on Irenaeus' shoulders. <laughs> Okay, that is helpful. Uh-oh. Now, Uh-oh. I, uh, the the Cappadocian fathers, these guys, the uh, Clement and Basil, these guys are um, uh, uh, are are really the kind of last and greatest Eastern fathers, and they have a lot of this doctrine of, of theosis, um, that 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 the incarnation brings us into unity with the Godhead, which is reflected a little bit in that. Of course, you also have the great defender of the uh, divinity of Christ and the two natures and the uh, and the doctrine of the Trinity in Athanasius. Um, you do have the last great Greek father, which is um, uh, who? That's uh, John of Damascus. Um, I am going to guess Athanasius, and you would be correct. Oh. oh. Unbelievable. Uh, Athanasius, uh, I I was laughing because you were thinking, oh, yeah, this is going against the the Gnostics. Well, really, this is all against the Arians. Yes, uh, yes, yes. So, I mean, they're they're close, but, yeah, both out in left field. But, no, um, the the first is— So, Irenaeus has taken up— Irenaeus takes up this battle against the uh, Gnostics. Athanasius is taking up the battle against the Arians, and and there it's it's really quite marvelous to see how it's the same error, but you know, dressed up in different clothes. Dare um, I say, same but, as it ever was, same as it ever was. <laughs> but I, you do get in church history; it's just a, a repetition of the the same old thing. I mean, uh, when, when you look at Athanasius battling the Arians, basically he's battling people who teach what Jehovah's Witnesses teach today. I mean, it's almost the exact same thing. So, Wow. Okay. Well, uh, that concludes in our game of Name That Theologian the Score. All right. Um, never mind. Uh, so we're uh, going to play this next game. Uh, the <laughs> oh, no, casual... no, okay, okay. Look at this. Ignorance is bliss for you. The, the score <laughs> is 1,500 to 500. 
Well, I get 2,000 points because there were like four quotations that each of you couldn't get, so I should get 500 <laughs> for each of those. 4,000 to, to 4,000. So, Pastor Brown has 4,000. I don't care who's winning as long as I know who's losing. Evan has 500. <laughs> I got 1,500, safely in second. (laughs) (laughs) All right, well, for this next game, we're doing the casual apologetics conversation game. And uh, this is the game, this is our little apologetics game where, oh, CACA is our little acronym for it. Um, But uh, we we set up a situation, and then we ask the question, how is it that one could could, uh, bring to light the Ten Commandments and the Creed in this conversation? And uh, so I have the situation for you both. Uh, this is, we'll put the pastor to the test on this one. Uh, but I have the situation where you're um, in the subway, you know, the subway of Aurora, Colorado, or something like that. Uh, are, are you talking about the subway uh, five dollar foot long? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> the train. Yeah. Okay. All so right. so you're you know using uh, public transportation, and you get start start talking to the person next to you, and and you find out that. Uh, that this person has a video of their beliefs, and they're like, "Why, why don't? Here's my number. Watch this video, and then tell me what you think after this." And so, this is the video that they play for you. Witnesses believe wait, wait, that hold Jesus on, hold, Christ. Wait, wait, hold on, wait, wait. How are you watching a video in the subway? You're Did you explain a, that little detail? Okay, so remember back when I said, "Here's my number." That's so you could call him later. <laughs> okay, oh, or, yeah. or maybe it's on his iPhone. <laughs> yeah, it's on his iPhone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm just trying to figure out how. Thanks this, for I, I want. <laughs> Thanks for reading I, I, my dumb segue to this video. I, <laughs> so pretend, pretend you're out walking through the woods, <laughs> and here's a guy with a, a movie projector. Okay, here we go. We're playing this video. <laughs> Is a spirit creature, a super angel, the first creation of Jehovah God, who prior to coming to Earth as a man existed in heaven as Michael the Archangel. Jesus started out originally as the Logos. (laughs) Or Michael the Archangel. (laughs) Who then came to earth as the virgin-born son of Mary. He was a perfect, sinless man. But he was only a man, devoid of all divinity. Jesus walked the earth as a man, becoming the Christ only when he was baptized. Jehovah's Witnesses hold the cross in contempt, feeling that it is nothing more than a pagan symbol used by apostate Christendom. Instead, they teach that at the completion of his ministry, Jesus died, not on the cross, but on an upright stake. Christ's body was then laid in a tomb where it was disintegrated by God, totally destroyed forever. Jesus was then recreated by the Father. Before going to heaven, he materialized in different bodies on different occasions to convince his disciples and others that he had really been resurrected. Jesus returned to his Father in heaven where once again, he became Michael the Archangel. He will never again be seen on the earth in visible form, but instead rules invisibly from the heavens. When he executes judgment over the world at Armageddon, 
He will destroy all but the faithful Jehovah's Witnesses. <laughs> oh, is that really in there? Or did you add that? Is this part of the video? Is it showing all the non-Jehovah Witnesses being burned? <laughs> it has lightning and... Oh, and the dam just broke, so everything's being flooded. Oh, yeah. This is... <laughs> bop, 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 bop. Bridge just broke. The car fell. The hand going under the wave. <laughs> this was a church blowing up, and not gospel. A church blowing up? Yeah, because it had a cross. And then there's yeah. the dead infant, <laughs> alias Michael, who will always remain invisible to those on Earth, and can be seen only by the 144,000 select Jehovah's Witnesses who rule with him from heaven. Uh, okay. bum, 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 bum. All right. Well, the boy. That's a <laughs> this video on this person's iPhone uh, was was pretty good. Okay, so uh, we got to figure out. Uh, man, this is gonna be tough to figure out what church this person might be a member of. <laughs> I'm gonna guess Jehovah's Witnesses. Oh, way to go! <laughs> Five hundred no points. Five hundred. Five hundred. I'll give you two points because it was so easy. So fifteen oh two is what you're at. Uh, anyway, we have about a minute here. Uh, uh, Pastor Brown, with about a minute, how do you start out uh, talking about the Jehovah's Witness? About or two? <laughs> Let's talk about first. When we get back to this break, we'll talk two. Well, really, I, I think I, I, I like early church history as opposed to Evan. And so when I think of a Jehovah's <laughs> Witness, <laughs> they're, they're basically the— Oppositional theology. That comes from the <laughs> Cappadocian fathers. <laughs> they're, they're Arians with extra craziness added in. They're, they're, the Aryan idea was that, that Jesus was just really the firstborn creature and that he wasn't really God. And basically, if you just push this and make it even more wacky, you get Jehovah's Witness. You get the, the oh, we'll, we'll limit things to 144,000 and things like that. But a lot of this really is Christological. Who is this Jesus and what's going on? And why does God obliterate his body and stuff like that? A lot of obliteration going on there in that video. <laughs> <laughs> Did it show the body oh, yeah. of Jesus being disintegrated in the tomb? It was like the transporter from Star Trek, but he never shows up anywhere else. <laughs> Beam me up, Father. <laughs> and just... I, I, uh, this is, that is pretty good. That the, uh, Jehovah's Witnesses are like Aryans with extra sour cream or something. It's uh, <laughs> it, it, it is quite nice to hear the what Athanasius has already addressed this sort of thing, you know, hundreds of years ago. And it's but it's the same old error. It comes back same old time, and it and it has and it and it shows that the devil is always striking at the heart of Christianity, namely the person and work of Jesus. And so here it's a denial of the incarnation, uh, or, or a denial that the, it's the Son of God that's incarnate. It's a denial of the cross. It's a denial of the resurrection. Um, it's like uh, Gnosticism dressed up in a hockey uniform, uh, <laughs> which uh, which will be fun to play against. And then in, we got one more segment, right? Yeah, one more segment. So we're going to continue uh, Katka with Jehovah's Witnesses right after this break. We want to hear back from you about this show. Give us a call, 866-851-5523, or send us an email, questions at tabletalkradio.org. More Kaka on Table Talk Radio. Don't go away.
theologians for the price of none. <laughs> Temple Talk Radio will be three today, right back. Three today. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He'd like to come and meet us, but he thinks he'd blow our minds. There's a star man waiting in the sky. He's told us not to blow it. Welcome back to Table Talk Radio. We are playing the casual apologetics conversation game. And uh, someone that you met in some form of public transportation hands you this video or shows you a video. And it's clearly a video about Jehovah's Witnesses. Now, I'm going to send this to Pastor Wolfmuller first and we'll go back to Pastor Brown. Uh, Pastor Wolfmuller, uh, what is your what is the first thing you say to someone like this? Um, well, you know, it, what's nice about the situation you set up is uh, is that this person... In the in the in the subway in the forest, what? How did the, <laughs> who with their iPhone video? Yes, go on. Go wants on. to talk about religious things, you know. I mean, they're they're bringing this to you. They're showing this to you, uh, and it's. I think this is uh, it's marvelous when someone comes up to us and they like want to talk witness. about things, like a Jehovah's <laughs> Witness, and they want to talk to you about these sorts of things. Uh, so you don't have to start the conversation or, or sort out a way to uh, have. They're they're coming to you and saying, "Hey, look, here's some spiritual things which I care very deeply about, and I want uh, you to also uh, take a look at this and know and believe it, etc." So it's nice that the conversation has already started. Uh, now, what I always like to do, though, is to you. you I, I think it helps to know a little bit about someone. To say, so hey, so you're a Jehovah's Witness. I've heard of uh, you guys. Uh, uh, I heard on the radio these guys talking about it, and they said Jehovah's Witnesses is like Arianism with extra mayonnaise. You know, uh, <laughs> say, have you always been Jehovah's Witness, or did you know what did you start out as, or or this sort of thing, to see if they're a convert or if they've been trained, to see how deep this stuff goes. Uh, even to, to, get, to get a feeler for if they know the differences between Christian orthodoxy and their doctrine. Um, uh, this uh, uh, is, is, is helpful to know. And, and if they do know the differences between them, then I think you say, well, you know, uh, I uh, trust that the Lord speaks to us in his word. So, so it would be good to look into the scriptures to see if Jesus is the first creation of God or if Jesus is something more than that. In fact, if if Jesus is the object of our worship, and then you can go to the scriptures and 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 uh, and go anywhere really in the scriptures and and point to the divinity of Jesus. It's because he is God and man in one uh, that that he is the one who has won our salvation. So this is going to be the main point I think to to take up in this discussion. Okay, very good. Now, Pastor Brown, what approach would you take? Well, if the the guy brought the video out, I, I really would think you would want to go to the scriptures again, a, as Athanasius tells us, go to the the scriptures. That's good. But uh, it, it mentions also that Jesus is also called the Logos, and that lets you go into John one. Um, one of the things that comes up is the the translation of scripture that the Jehovah's Witness uses really kind of a really shoddy paraphrase. And as I know Greek, I can say, oh, yeah, Logos right here, and look at what it says. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Look, look this this equates him to God. So that, that whole thing about not having a divine being is really off from what the Scriptures say. And I, I'd probably want to end up kind of moving in that way, just because it, it, it's great. They actually talk about Jesus being the Logos, and then they completely ignore what Scripture says about the Logos, which mm-hmm. is... I think a great in 
Or I could just point out, too, that we get Christmas because we're Orthodox. So if you want <laughs> presents, you can come along. <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> Don't you like Christmas presents? It'd be fun. <laughs> well, uh, in what ways can we learn from um, some of the church fathers in dealing with Arianism that we can kind of transport now to, to deal with a Jehovah's Witness? Ooh, that's a good question. Um, one of the things is just really to, to be familiar with the Nicene Creed, because the Nicene Creed is written to to contradict, to condemn Arius, so that that long section uh, about Jesus, begotten, not made, being of one substance with the Father, these were all phrases that were inserted into the Creed to, to make sure that the Arians couldn't wheeze a lot of things. And so really, I think uh, just if you if you study the Nicene Creed, if you learn it, if you, you understand why we say these things that we say in the Creed, then you'll be well prepared for any discussion with a, a Jehovah's Witness. Pastor Wolfman, how would you respond to someone who says that, you know, the whole thing with the, the Battle of the Creed in Nicaea, uh, the reason we have the Creed the way we do is because uh, it's just that group of thought that won out. You know, if, if things had been tilted the other way, then we'd have the Creed a different way. Different way. And the church, by and large, would be uh, would all be Jehovah's Witnesses. Uh, so, in other words, how, how is it that that there's an objective reality, and it's not just uh, a result of history? Yeah, if I mean, if someone insists on um, on the creed being some sort of uh, opinion of man, then we, I think, we can, for the time being, jettison the creed and say, well, that's fine. Let's just look at what the uh, what the Lord's prophets and apostles said. Uh, and see if if the if the churches when they were confessing the creed were agreeing with the scriptures or not. So we can go back to the scriptures and and look there, and say, does it teach that Jesus is very God of very God, begotten, not made of the same substance with the Father, not like substance, or not the archangel Michael, this sort of thing. And and when we uh, we begin to open the scriptures and read through it, we see this testimony over and over and over again. Um, in fact, it might be a good exercise to put together just a little um, kind of cheat sheet for talking to, to heretics um, and to, to outline some of these strategies for having these conversations. But one of the places that I think is the most useful is to say, well, you know the first commandment, right? Uh, you shall have no other gods, and God forbids worship of anyone but himself. True. And everyone has to acknowledge that. I mean, the first commandment is obvious. And then we can turn to the, for example, to the New Testament and see that over and over Jesus is worshipped. Uh, he's worshipped by the wise men who visit him long before his baptism in the house. They fell down and worshipped him. Or we see uh, that Peter falls down and worships the Lord when he ca- uh, causes the big draught of fish. Or even after his uh, his resurrection, when the disciples come to him on the on the on the mountain there of Olives before he ascends into heaven, and they fell down and worshipped him. And this is given to us in the scriptures, not as uh, idolatry, but as the true worship of God. At the name of Jesus, Paul writes, every knee shall bow, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. And this is a a quotation from uh, the book of Isaiah, so that Jesus is getting the worship that is due to God. And we have to face that fact in the scriptures that this is just the the constant testimony that they give us. And we can ask then our Jehovah Witness family and friends, that were those disciples and were those wise men and were Paul idolaters or not? Because if Jesus is not God, then they were committing idolatry. But if Jesus, uh, but if they were not committing idolatry and the scriptures are not commanding idolatry, then Jesus must be God. What do you think of that, Brad? 
I think that's fantastic. I would bring up one thing with the uh, the history. We we often can get, think of history as, oh, yeah, the Orthodox won Nicaea, and then, oh, that's just the way it was. What we forget was basically from 325 to 381, it was back and forth between Arians and control. Uh, Athanasius himself gets thrown into exile repeatedly. He's a bishop for 45 years, but he spends 17 of them in exile because he stands up to Arianism. In fact, in uh, 332... Emperor Constantine actually demands that Arius be reinstated as a, a, a priest in Alexandria. And Athanasius says no, and he gets kicked out of of Athena, uh, out of Alexandria. So it wasn't just a, a oh, a historical, they, they won a vote, ah, oh, that's the way it is. But but that these things were really contended, and, and Satan was very uh, perseverant with it. So I think sometimes that historical, oh, well, it's just a vote of man. Well, no, these things were argued out. And really, again, the, the, the sole place that, that the fathers went to over and over again was the scriptures and exactly the, the things like which Pastor Wolfmuller pointed out. Fantastic point, by the by. Uh, now, take us then uh, to the cross, or I guess the I-beam uh, and, and <laughs> the mindset of the Jehovah's Witness. If... if Jesus is not, in fact, God, but the first creation of God. Uh, what role does the death of Jesus play? Well, this is one where, where you have Paul saying, for I am not ashamed of the cross. So then if you have Paul saying that, that, that this is the, the wisdom of God for our salvation, then you have someone saying, oh, yeah, but the cross is a horrible thing. We want to completely ignore that. You can see that there's, there's no scriptural basis with what's going on. What we see and understand with the cross is that it is there where Christ Jesus, who becomes God become man for our sake, wins us for salvation, who for us men and for our salvation comes down from heaven. And that's where he actually wins us the salvation that we need. With the whole presentation they gave there, there was no sense of of a need for salvation. So I think you probably could even do some good, simple work on the law. Yeah, law and gospel. Very good. Well, thank you, Pastor Brown, for joining us for this edition of Table Talk Radio. All right. Glad to be here. Hey, he won, too. Uh, 4,000 points. 4,000 points. That's right. This this is the first time I think I've actually done well on this show. (laughs) (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> it's uh, we that's better than both Evan and I. We still haven't had a good show yet. Yeah, we're still we're still hoping <laughs> maybe this will be the one. And then no, oh, I just mean uh, getting points. No. I didn't do well. <laughs> well, uh, that that concludes this edition of of Table Talk Radio. Again, I do want to point you all to our website, tabletalkradio.org. There's a lot of articles on there. You can go on there, listen to our past shows. Uh, and even find our, our phone number there. Uh, we like to respond to some of our, our listeners. If you have a specific question about Jehovah's Witnesses or, or anything else, we like to answer all questions of theological nature. And the number is 866-851-5523. Our email address is questions at tabletalkradio.org. Thank you all for listening to this edition of Table Talk Radio. Where the points are like what happens in the Jehovah's Witness service when someone says... We will now confess the Nicene Creed. (laughs) You've been listening to Table Talk Radio. The views expressed on this show are that of the hosts and do not reflect the views or opinions of this station. We would like to answer your questions concerning theology, the scriptures, or anything else. Send your questions to question at tabletalkradio.org or leave us a voicemail message, 866-851-5523. Be sure to check out our website, tabletalkradio.org. Thanks for listening, 
and tune in again next time to Table Talk Radio.